0: Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to download the SGPN app. Your home for all of our free picks and podcasts.
1: everybody welcome to the hockey gambling podcast on the sports gambling podcast network my name is talent Jenkins joined with our host we got Joel Meyer and Ryan Gilbert gentlemen how the hell are we doing tonight
0: I'm doing fantastic here game one was, was exhilarating fantastic game we're definitely going to into it got some uh some tires to pump for my own as well but uh Ooh. yeah just uh, good, a good a good good game and uh Stanley Cup final started so I'm excited
2: I can tell you one thing, I'm doing a lot better now than I was about uh what is it like 26, 27 hours ago. Uh I couldn't sleep the night before the game. I was drinking heavy, smoking heavy. Uh, I was dunskis. Uh I ended up falling asleep in the bath. Uh my wife found me there uh, about like 40 <laughs> minutes <laughs> later. My angel like wrinkled like Joe Biden and my 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 like, half the tub was already <laughs> drained, so I was just, like, splayed all over the place. He's was like, what the fuck? And uh, I just crawled to the couch and slept for, like, an hour before game time. I woke up and just was, like, totally out of it during the game. But, uh, yeah, it all ended well enough. I mean, I would have been fucked if we lost that game. I don't know what I would have done. Joe Biden catching strays. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, if the abs would lost that game in overtime...
1: There wouldn't have been oh. a cigarette in all of BC <laughs> Canada, British Columbia. I every safe. Cigarette. There would have yeah, been everyone cigarette. They wouldn't have been safe, bro. Every pack of smokes would have been shaking, fearing for their lives. Because <laughs> they know the monster
2: Meyerman
1: is on the hunt, baby. <laughs> all uh, right.
2: BC just recently legalized uh carowin. I think I might have been. Yeah, exactly.
1: That. This guy'd be fucking <laughs> shooting himself up with all the other junkies out in British Columbia. <laughs> um all right uh yeah dude it's pretty sick i'm doing well too we're all chilling we're having a good time it was a hell of a game last night obviously we'll get more into it uh but before then everybody go check out the sports gambling podcast network website that's the place to be man everything's going on nba finals are on as we currently speak game series this it could be wrapped up who knows we'll see how that goes <laughs> There's fucking hockey going on, bro. Hockey playoffs are absolutely unreal. We're in the finals. This has been an absolute blast. CFL kicked off. I'm watching the Argos right now. We're up 20-18 against Montreal. Uh, we got to cover that three and a half point spread, so the boys better get it done for me. Five minutes left in the fourth quarter. Better get going. Uh, USFL playoffs about to start. The fucking... What do we got? We got a golf major. We got the US Open going on. Holy shit. Everything MMA is doing their thing. NASCAR is fucking sick. Everything's cool, man. So by all means, go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. So much good shit going on this week. Low-key, pretty sick week for sports Sports Like, baseball's doing its thing, too. Uh, and, of course, get your ass in the Slack. If you're not in the Slack, get your ass in the Slack. Most importantly, shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Slack group. Sports Gambling Podcast Network Hockey Slack channel.
0: You should have uh, given a spoiler alert there in case anyone recorded the Argos game or was going to watch it after this. Actually, you, yeah, you, know, you never know. You nobody, nobody cares
2: <laughs> about the CFL game. I'm, I'm on the LOS plus a three and a half, so hopefully we get a ruse for you. I'm
1: sorry. i got to stop you there, Ryan. You think anybody's ever in the period of time recorded a CFL game? Maybe some fucking I, degenerate.
0: It's 2022. Who's recording any game, especially a potentially uh, championship clinching game? Who's going to do that?
1: Bro, let me tell you right now. Fucking some fucking crazy loser named Tony Hunt from fucking, I don't know, uh, Burlington, Ontario is the only person in 1980. I got a buddy named Mike Hunt, but anybody from 1976 (laughs) is the last time a fucking CFL game has been recorded. (laughs)
0: yeah and uh, i got i got a shocker for you guys i got some uh, golf talk here i got roy McElroy oh! at plus 1300 to win it all he's yeah, uh fucking
2: profit boost is it
0: there. i got the profit boost on there he's down to plus 400 so a uh, good good uh good value there hopefully he keeps it up this weekend and we can uh, talk about that on the next show
1: Yo, he's oh, gonna cool. shit his pants tomorrow or saturday so I'm, oh, telling you now. <laughs> I'm, I'm
0: enjoying it i'm enjoying it while i can but yeah like you said shout out to the slack uh before game 1 Pauly was in there asking for an anytime goal scorer i was looking at it i was like you know what landis god is going to get going to get it done the captain's going to lead it off plus 1400 mm-hmm. nailed that the uh, puck just trickled through vasilevsky he, he put it in there so hopping this hop in the slack chat sg.pn/slack join the hockey channel we also apparently won some sort of award for being the best channel because hey! I hey! of course so so giving some claps there yeah so def- definitely check out the slack and-, and check out the website too for everything else going on
1: 100 percent. that was a sick hit man like that was actually dope that you did that and honestly at this point you're literally losing money if you're not in the slack that's mm-hmm. how many like sick picks that we get um all right we're gonna keep rocking and rolling here we're gonna get down into some NHL news discussion topics obviously we'll get into game one uh of the Stanley Cup finals your Colorado versus Tampa we're gonna hold off on that for now Boys, we're going to talk a little bit about the coaching carousel going around the NHL. We've had a couple little things come up in the past couple days since we last recorded here. Uh, two things came up. We'll start. We'll, we'll run through them, and then we'll dive into each individually. Uh, Bruce Cassidy signed with the Vegas Golden Knights. He was hired to be their head coach. Uh, that's a pretty good fit. We'll touch on that. But first, I want to get into this one. Philadelphia Flyers have offered fucking torts john tortorella to be the head coach of the philadelphia flyers ryan i am very curious as i'm sure all of our listeners and friends are to hear your thoughts on this
0: yeah i i have some thoughts here I, i've thought through it i've i've tweeted through it it's it, it sucks i i did not want tortorella to be <laughs> it. but what, what 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 sucks the most is just how it looks like you have Barry Trotz out there. You have Bruce Woodrow out there. You had Cassidy out there for less than a week. There's so many better coaches out there that they could have, could have gotten. They're just, they're getting given towards here. It's, it's whatever though, this roster isn't good enough to compete. So unless he has some sort of magic healing touch where he can make sure the Ellis, everyone is healthy and can bounce back and, uh, and all that stuff. It's not really going to matter. It's going to be entertaining to see him against the media and him, what he does during the season. And you know what? And realistically, who knows? Maybe he'll come in. He has a talented goalie in Carter Hart, who if he plays well, they have a good defensive structure in front of him. Maybe you know what? Get a wild card, see what goes on in the playoffs. You gotta be in it to win it. So they're not gonna rebuild. Either they're gonna suck and hopefully suck enough for Connor Berdard, which is unlikely now, having someone like Torts. But I feel like fans, as much as they hate the hate the barely being on the cusp and the mediocrity and stuff, it's hard to build a winner. So be on the cusp, try to get that seventh or eighth seed and make a run to the cup just like the Flyers did in 2010. So you got to be in the hunt. It's just hopefully they can reconstruct the roster along with a new coach.
2: I've got a good and bad news for you, Ryan. Uh, (laughs) The good news is that this is a good culture fit. Tortorella will fit right into Philly, even though apparently there's a story of a his necktie flew over the glass one time, and a Flyers fan tried to kill him. He grabbed the he grabbed the tie and was like <laughs> pulling on <off>. it <laughs> before one of the assistant coaches cut it off with <laughs> a pair of scissors. Uh So that's funny that he goes to Philly after that. Uh But that Tortorella, blue collar coach, goes to blue cars, blue collar cities. So that's a good culture fit. But on the bad side, he elevates your your floor. I don't think you're gonna suck because uh, he's gonna mm-hmm. get the most out of those guys. But. Flyers, they need to rebuild. They need to get out of the idea that they're in contention. Um, they need to come to grasp with the fact that they're not going to win the Stanley Cup for years yet, and they need to go younger. And uh, I think, like, Tortorella with Vancouver uh, is a good example. Like, Tortore- or Vancouver's on the downside of their run. Uh, they needed to go younger. They needed guys to uh, – they needed a coach to get these young guys going and uh, develop them properly. Tortorella will get you – a good floor like you did with Columbus, like that team was worse than, than what he made them into. Uh I think that's the same thing with the Flyers. They'll miss the playoffs, but they won't be at the bottom. And I think you need to be at the bottom here going forward, just to uh yeah, get the better draft picks and uh develop those young guys going forward. Uh, so yeah, that, that's that's a tough spot. You're in fucking Chicago Bears purgatory right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right,
1: uh for myself, man, I got all right, I got I, kind of two different sides of this man like to me it's like it's it's a good thing because think about torts like he he spoke out against trevor zegris doing the michelin goal like he doesn't like all that the skill the the michigan goal isn't it's, it is okay
0: you said
1: well, the Michelin goal. The Michelin goal? Okay, well, the it's the Michigan goal. He spoke out against Trevor Zegers doing the Michigan goal, all those, like, crazy skills. He doesn't like that. Well, truth be told, the Flyers don't have any players skilled enough to do anything <laughs> like that. So, like, in that sense, like, yeah, it's a great fit. Like, you can't fuck around if you don't got anybody good enough to fuck around with. On the other side of things, like if you look at Torts' track record, like he's a winning coach, bro. Like he comes into organizations that are at that point where they're looking to make a step. Look at his time with Tampa Bay, look at his time with New York, even look at his time with Columbus, like and to me, that just doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, is Philadelphia, does his ownership and management think they have a good enough team to make that step? Like, his track record says we bring him in to get a team over the hump. And this team, to me, is on the underside of a hump. This team is a power bottom, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> I, I just don't. To me, it's just it, it's just not. It's a fit when you think. You say Tortorella, Philadelphia. It's a fit. You say Tortorella for the Philadelphia Flyers in 2022-2023. It's not as great of a fit. But hey, man, I, I'm down to be wrong with this. You know, Maybe Tortorella will come and uh, do something special. The one thing that worries me is that this guy has always demanded the most out of his goaltending. And Carter Hart is a great goalie. Can he do that, though? And it's going to come down to defense, if that's the thing. Because, like, uh, Ryan, you know, you don't need to hear this. I mean, you know more than anybody, like, this fire's defense is a little bit lacking. So, I don't know. it would be interesting to see how it plays out. And I don't even think he's accepted the role yet, has he? Like, it, wasn't it just an offer or some shit?
0: It, it's not official, but, like, everyone is reporting that it's yeah, it's yeah. going to be signed. And Butchergrass is tweeting about it. I'm sure he's... Very much in touch with him after Tortorella spending the the year at ESPN. So that would make it's sense. Gonna, it's going to happen. It you know what I I would I would very happily be surprised if if they're able to turn this thing around quickly, but I just don't see it happening.
1: John Tortorella and the Philadelphia Flyers power bottom 2022-2023. <laughs>
0: make sure to get down on the wins. Bet fifty dollars, win two hundred dollars promotion where a fifty dollar bet qualifies you for up to two hundred dollars in free bets. WinBet is also offering an ultimate fantasy football experience. If you bet $500 or more on Sports or Casino before July 31st, 2022, you'll get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two night stay at Win Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed. They're also offering a Party with DJ Diesel package where all users can bet $100 on NBA or casino and be entered into a prize drawing to attend a DJ Diesel, Shaquille O'Neal, performance at Encore Beach Club at night, as well as a meet and greet with DJ Diesel this summer. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where Playthrough Winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Now, on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest-growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now, you can make money on Sleeper by playing their new Over Under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over or under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then, choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's right. Join our squad and get the 100% deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP.
1: (laughs) Uh, all right, we'll get into the other coaching news here. Uh, Vegas Golden Knights, they don't have any money on their cap. They can't go and sign anybody because they're too fucking criminals as it is. Garbage organization, terrible human beings, uh, terribly run, just trying to steal the big fish. Well, you can't sign the big fish. What do we do? We sign one of the second biggest fish in the coaching market. They land Bruce Cassidy, former coach of the Boston Bruins here. Honestly, boys, not a bad fit. What do you guys think?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think this is a good fit. I think this is a better fit than than Trotz probably, because they have a good good offensive players. They got Eichel, Silpacheretti on one more year. Stones locked up. Maybe he'll be able to get more out of uh, Carlson, so and uh, those guys that were good in their first few years. And yeah, I mean, you said it. Vegas doesn't really have much cap space to work with. They actually projected to have negative 2.6 million according to Cap Friendly. But also, I think the biggest thing is they're going to need to find a goalie. They have Laner. he's he's 30, he has a $5 million cap for the next three seasons. If he can be the guy for them, great. If not, it's going to be be uh, tough for them to figure it out in that. But I do think they have enough up front, and even on defense with Petrangelo and Martinez and Theodore to, to cover it up. So I, I think Vegas is, as much as we should on them, especially Talon, I think they're going to be right back in there in contention there next season.
2: For sure, I think Cassidy is a similar coach to Tortorella, but the difference is that he's actually going to a team capable of winning it all. A uh, bit of an older team now in the Knights. Uh, Cassidy should fit in there, hand and glove. Um, uh, we know that he uh, got along well with a few players in Boston, but uh, a lot of the younger guys had a problem with him. So... Uh, I think that the the older players, the Knights, should uh, respond well to his, his leadership and how he coaches, uh, kind of old-school guy. Uh, I think that he'll do well there in Vegas. Uh, yeah, typical hire, just going for uh, top of the market. Uh, you wouldn't expect them to go for some random AHL uh, promising coach. So, yeah, this isn't uh, too surprising. You farting there? <laughs> you no, know, my girl's getting on the bed. I'm sorry. Ooh.
1: I'm
0: not farting
2: okay <laughs> yeah, yeah just I, sorry whatever <laughs> you're into, i mean it's fine get <laughs> hire for the knights that's that's what she has to say about the knights too
1: right <laughs> <laughs> okay um yeah man like this this is just a good fit bro like uh i don't know bruce cassidy's a great fucking coach right so you can't you, there's nothing to be like fuck, he did, he had so much success in boston i gotta be honest with you, i'm so surprised that boston even let him go Maybe there's like some internal works there that nobody really knew about it hasn't came to light yet. Um, I
2: heard that uh, it could have something to do with Bergeron. Maybe he wants to come back if Casti's gone, something like that. Because I know David Krejci, he he left apparently because he didn't like Casti either. So uh, okay, yeah.
1: Now, what are the chances of like Peter DeBoer getting hired? At Boston, and they just do like a one-for-one one switch kind of thing. Would that not be weird? Because Vegas just let go of Peter DeBoer, right? So both teams are looking for a coach. Do you guys think there's a chance of that happening or what?
2: I think Boston I mean, more interested in Trotz, but uh, I could see DeBoer going there. I like well, Trotz better fit in, in Boston. Tr-
1: I heard he might even take the year off, though. So like, if you're going to need a coach if that's the case, right?
2: Roo, true, true. Yeah, Plus, they, Winnipeg is making... doing everything they can to get him. There was that one guy, the owner of the big brown jug or something, offered uh, years. <laughs> the or... yeah. big brown the jug? The big brown yeah, jug? The big brown jug in Winnipeg, man. <laughs> they offered uh, Trots a lifetime supply of beer if he uh, coached the Jets.
1: <laughs> Bro, I don't care how much beer you give me. If it's from the big brown jug, I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ryan, were you going to say something there?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, there were. there's also news that people are making a big deal out of Trotz buying a house in, in Nashville. But I'm pretty sure he coached down there. He lived down there. So maybe he just maybe that does go to him uh, taking the year off. But yeah, Trotz is going to be wherever he lands, I think, I think is going to be the first domino and everything else will fall in line. But apparently not because the Flyers just fucking went ahead and, and got torts instead. So <laughs> who the fuck knows?
1: Maybe they meant to sign Trotz, but they got the R and the O mixed, mixed yeah. up and then they yeah. got torts. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Philly move if I've ever heard one myself. Gritty was in charge of signing <laughs> that new coach. Okay, uh, one last quick thing, or I guess fuck, we had a couple things. Shit, we're, okay. Uh, Johnny Goudreau's agent claims there is no truth to the rumors that he agreed to a long-term deal with the Flames. It came out last week that the rumor was Goudreau was about to sign an eight-year, $9.5 million contract with uh, with Calgary here. But his agent came out and said that there's no truth to it. Now, to me, this kind of seems like an agent just being like, "Hey, we're just saying this shit. Like, this rumor leaked, but it's not really in the talks. Where there's smoke, there's fire, boys. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Goudreau stay here. Um, with that being said, fuck the guy. I, I'm fuck. If you don't want Johnny Goudreau on your team, you're you're high. So maybe uh, maybe he will end up somewhere else. I don't know. What do you guys think?
0: Yeah, I think he he could definitely stay there in Calgary. There was all the talk of him coming home to Philly now, but he's definitely not going to do that with Tortorella. He doesn't want to play for him. So maybe he'll come home and go to the Devils. I saw I saw they may have some room for him, go on an up-and-coming team there. But yeah, th- like you said, this just sounds like age, agent talk trying to negotiate a little bit. So who knows? But you know what? This uh, Tortorella signing does just completely solidify the Flyers overpaying Nazem Kadri this summer. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, I can see that. Uh, that's for draw. That'd be a fair deal if he ever uh, performed in the playoffs uh, like he did in the regular season. Mm. Um, he's been terrible in the playoffs as a whole. He was a bit better this year. He wasn't the worst player on the Flames towards their, so far as their top players go, but uh, eight... 8 by 9.5 is a lot to pay for a guy who uh, consistently performs better in the regular season than he does in the playoffs. So uh, that's a crazy number, I think. Uh, You're banking on the fact that that guy can um, turn it around for the playoffs. But I'm not seeing anything that suggests he can, at least not with the Flames, even with their elite coach there who gets the most out of their guys in the playoffs. So that's just... uh, a bad number for me. If if the flames do it, that's fine with me because I know that that pretty much eliminates them contending to win the cup anytime soon.
1: All right. Uh, coming down to the last bit of news here. This just dropped, like maybe about an hour or two or so before we started recording here. Um, from the looks of it, Montreal Canadians were able to are tra- able to trade Shea Weber's contract to the Vegas Golden Knights for Evgeny Dadonov. Um honestly you guys remember Dadinov had a trade set to go to Anaheim. Uh but <laughs> typical Vegas Knights fashion, that was on Dadnov's no trade list, and they tried to trade him anyways. It didn't work out at the trade deadline, so they were stuck at the cap. Um this kind of works out, man. Like Weber has a $7.8 million cap hit, which obviously is on LTIR. He was pretty much done playing his playing career. It should pretty much be over. So that will essentially give Vegas more cap space. Because they can put that at LTIR, which somehow in the crazy world of today's cap gives them more money if you're expending over your limited cap number. And uh, Dadnov himself, that contract will be gone as well over to Montreal. And Montreal will get a player. So it's kind of a win-win for both sides. It's really weird how it happened. Um, I don't know. Is it, like it's This is just criminal cap circumvention. That's what it is. So this is what happens when you have a fucked up salary cap. This is what happens when you have loopholes and shit like this going on. And you can say it's not a loophole because it's in the rules, but it's still pretty fucked up. I don't know, boys. Any thoughts on this whatsoever or what?
0: I was going to mention that. Did you see the uh, Bettman quote on that? It was either tonight or, or last night. I did. Sp- I speak- did Speaking see about that, the loophole, yeah. yeah he, he said there's no loophole, that they're just using the uh, the agreement that they signed. And also, yeah, it, it's just sad to see someone like Shea Weber kind of go out like this, just see his contract traded around for a matter of, of cap space like that. That happened to Chris Pronger. It's happened to a few other guys. But that's what's going to happen now in a salary cap era. But there was one funny thing to come out of this. The uh, Golden Knights tweeted out the uh, announcement for the trade. And the Ducks, who you mentioned acquired and an offer, thought they did at the trade deadline, replied to the tweet just saying, you sure? So <laughs> good, 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 good call back there by them. But yeah, this is just a, a cap cap spacing move, cap cap space move for the uh, Golden Knights. Uh,
2: on The Canadian side, I said a, a, either last episode or the episode before that the Canadians might be in the running for Giroux because I said that uh, the Canadians will be spending and hoping to compete in the short term. So this this is a sign that they might be willing to do that, uh, giving away all that money or um, um, getting Dadnab there is a sign that they want us to compete in the short term. So, uh, yeah, I think the Canadians are a team to watch going forward. Uh, even though good old Mark Burstrand is gone, doesn't mean the big moves have stopped there for the old, uh, Montreal Canadiens. All uh, right. And there's
1: one thing worth noting in this deal too. Uh, Ryan touched on it. It's kind of sad to see a player's caliber of Shea Weber's contract being traded around much like Chris Pronger. But you got to remember, like, this is one of those illegal contracts, right? This was a fucking, this was signed in 2012-2013. This is a 14-year contract (laughs) worth $110 million with a $7.8 million cap hit, okay? This contract goes from 2012-2013 season to 2025-2026. So this is why they made those contracts illegal, man. And I'm sure it was front loaded. Yeah, if you look at exactly signing bonuses for the first three years or 13 or four years or $13 million, then $8 million for the next two. And then by this time, he's only making $3 million and then $1 million base salary. So that's why these contracts were illegal. This shit was bound to happen. And that's why these contracts are illegal now. So it, it, it makes sense. But it's you're right, though. You bring up a good point. Shea Weber in his prime was fucking unreal, dude.
2: That makes okay. up. Uh, that makes that whole Weber versus or uh, for PK Subban trade look even trade. better. Yeah, it does, now they dude. get dad now too.
1: Yeah, at that time everybody, good said, everybody said everybody said that trade is ridiculous. Like suit like Nashville won that trade, but like looking at it now, man, Montreal, man, they uh, they pulled they that one out it. for sure, hundred yeah. percent. All right. Uh, okay, so that's NHL news Succession topic, boys. We had Game One of the Stanley Cup Finals, and. One of the hosts on this show is a fucking ABS fan. Jolie, come on, buddy, take this away. Give us a little bit of a review here. Colorado 143. Uh, what happened here? What are your thoughts? Go off here, bud. This is you. This is your time.
2: Oh, we needed this one. Uh, if, if Colorado lost this game, it would be a five-five a game lightning win to the series in the Cup. Uh, this is a must-win, especially going up three to one, and then. Uh, dropping that lead in a matter of, what, 40, 48 seconds. Uh, that would have been a crushing blow. Uh, awesome first period. We got off uh, to a great start there. Uh, Vasilevskiy looked pretty bad. Uh, Lightning had troubles dealing with the altitude. You know what? I, I listened to a lot of sharp betters and different podcasts and different sites and all that. Uh, they were all saying, you know, Colorado, off long, a long rest, nine days without playing any hockey. Look what happens to those teams. And you know what? They... They totally neglected the fact that uh, Colorado played their best games in Game One in the first three series, especially against the Preds and Blues when they had that long layoff. So I don't, I don't know what they were smoking, but I'm glad I didn't go with them. Uh, yeah, Tampa Bay, they were tired. They they couldn't deal with altitude and uh, Avalanche just overwhelmed them with uh, with the pace, uh, attacking in waves, uh, the depth, everything. Uh, you know they they did. A, Lightning did a good job of shutting down McCarr. Um, Less of a good job of McKinnon. You know, they they kept sending out Sorelli against him. And Benner's just like, fuck that. I'll keep sending out McKinnon against Sorelli. And uh, McKinnon won that matchup. Uh, I think the course he is was like 19-3 to 3 or something in terms of uh, uh, scoring chances. So, yeah, that that was a, a, a failure on their part. Uh, best on best one there for Colorado. Uh, Vasilevsky, like I said, he went better as the game went on. Uh, but the, the Avalanche already built up that cushion there Those those uh, early goals. Uh, the first five-old goal, by the way, against Vasilevsky in these playoffs uh, by Nick Mich- 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 Chushkin there. Uh, bit of a fortuitous five-on-three, I guess, though. In my opinion, Makar was, was uh, tripped um, oh, oh, a trip there. Oh, Are you
1: kidding me? You would, of all people, think that was a trip? No, you don't. If that was any other team, you wouldn't have thought that was a joke. You know it.
2: Too. He's just going so fast, you can't even fucking <laughs> see <it. laughs>
1: Yeah. Okay, laser beam legs.
2: But yeah, it was a, it was a great win. Uh, I didn't think we'd do it. You know, I had flashbacks of the Blues game where we were up 3 nothing and lost in overtime after the Blues scored 200 net goals. Uh but no, but the lightning were toast. Uh you could see Pat Maroon just like dying in the penalty box when he took that uh puck over the glass penalty. He couldn't even breathe. So I, I figured that the lightning would be a little uh oh, uh, more than a little winded. So uh yeah, the longer that game that went on, the, the better the Avs' chances were. Horrible second period, but first and third periods awesome. Overtime, can't complain. Uh great pass by nutrition to and hitting that empty net. Uh let's go, Abs. Yeah, All right, great, yeah, Great win. Great
0: win there for the Abs in game one. They, like you said, they came out just absolutely firing. Landis Gog got that first one and she was follow up. It was like, OK, two nothing. They're going to going to be able to ride this out. And Nick Paul had that goal. It was, you know, it was Darcy Kemper being Darcy Kemper. It looked like he was trying to kind of maybe defend the uh, end boards behind him rather than the net. Then they got the 5-on-3. It was it was an iffy call. It was a trip. It just sucks that it was already on a 5-on-4, so it made <laughs> it a, a long 5-on-3. So it was a, a power play goal there. And then, yeah, the, the Avalanche really showed off their speed in this game and just ha- how fast they are, and they're able to just speed past all the lightning. They showed it last series, too, how they were able to kind of keep up with uh, Connor McDavid and everyone there in the Oilers. And maybe we're starting to see the lightning kind of – Grind down a bit here. They, they've had two long Stanley Cup runs the past two years. This playoffs, they had they went seven against Toronto. Uh, they swept Florida, but went six against the Rangers, who we saw uh, wear down against these Lightning. So Avalanche coming off that rest definitely helped them. The altitude helped them. But yeah, those those two goals quick by the Lightning in the second period was like everyone looked like, okay, these are the Lightning. This is this is why they won the past two Stanley Cups. Very intense third period, but. I mean, the Avs had the sh- shots on goal advantage in every period. They were the much better team all around. It's just gonna come. It came down to to goaltending, and Vasilevsky gave up a-, a few weak ones due to a few deflections and screens and whatnot. And, and Kemper locked it down after after having a-, a few shaky ones as well. So, good win for the Avs. As, as Joel said, it was a must win, especially after going up two nothing and three one. And and now it's gonna be on to game two for them. Gentlemen. Father's Day is just around the corner, and our friends at Manscaped are here to ensure all the father figures out there are looking daddy material this June. Manscaped's performance package 4.0, which includes their signature lawnmower 4.0, is the perfect bundle to tackle any and all old man hair from head to toe. This right here is no dad joke. Treat him and yourself and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with an exclusive offer. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SGP at Manscaped.com. Trust me, his dad bod will thank you. Manscaped is designed with fathers in mind, and the Performance Package 4.0 is here just in time for your pop's special day. Inside this package, you'll find their lawnmower Mower 4.0 Trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold his goodies. First off, let me start by saying the Lawnmower 4.0 will be the official MVP of Father's Day. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to re- reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 400K LED spotlight he needs for a more precise shave. Does your dad use the same trimmer for his body and face? Let's throw that out the window and give him the upgrade he deserves. But wait, there's more. Manscaped just launched their brand new Boxers 2.0 that are, dare I say, the best boxers ever. We all know dads love their comfort. With summer just around the corner, the Boxers 2.0 are here to save every father from the uncomfortable heat. These new boxers are packed with revolutionary features, including the jewel pouch, designed to cradle his boys in their own special space. This right here is a game changer. Whether he's mowing the lawn, taking out the trash, or golfing in the sun, these moisture-wicking boxers breathe without breaking the sweat. Dads, buy this for yourself. Sons, buy this for you and your dad. Ladies, buy this for your man. And dog daddies, you deserve this treat too. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code SGP. Shake what your mama gave you? Nah, shake what your daddy gave you
1: okay i gotta say this. So i feel like i'm taking crazy pills right now all right all you guys have been doing is pumping the tires of colorado and saying like i don't know if tampa they looked like they look like they were struggling i don't know i think the exact opposite they came out slow the first period 100 percent. i was listening to former nhl player mike johnson talking about this the other day uh, on a podcast i listened to and he said You know what? You play in Colorado that first period, it takes you a while to adapt. It's exactly what Joel said. It's the altitude. It's it's like you're breathing in nothing. You keep sucking for air, and eventually your body kind of becomes content with it. And that's what happened, man. There's no arguing with the fact that Colorado came out fucking absolute guns blazing that first period. They dominated. It was absolutely ridiculous. They were the faster team. They won every puck battle. It looked like they wanted it more better scoring opportunities. They got a couple past Vasilevsky. Those goals that got in past him, if you think that those goals are going to go in all series long, you're high. There's no way. Like we, What do we know about this guy? He shuts the door. We saw bad goals. We saw five-hole goals. He wasn't tracking on some of those as well as he should have. So there's that. But, dude, honestly, Tampa in the last maybe 25 minutes of that game the last five minutes of the second period and the third period alone, they came out blazing, bro. And that's the Tampa team that we all know and that we all love. They, Yes, they played lesser for the majority part of this game, but those moments that they were on, they were hot. Andre Palat was a Fucking cannonball out there, bro. Every time I saw this guy, he's fucking skating like a motherfucker, like a wrecking ball. It was absolutely incredible. He's fast as shit. You got Steven Sankos doing his thing. Kucherov had an absolute beautiful move. Good to see Braden Point back getting into form his first game back.
2: He's Sergeyev soft. had a great game. Get out of town. Point no. is bad, man. He, he, Are you nuts? He was like 60%. When was the last time he played? Exactly, I'm just saying.
1: Braden Point to his standard wasn't Braden Point, but for his first game back, I thought he was effective, okay? Um, But man, like I'm not counting this Tampa team out, dude. These guys might do it, and that's totally fair, but I still think that we're going to see more of a Tampa Bay. Neither am
2: I. We're talking about game (laughs) one, though, man. Okay, I think, but I'm, I'm agreeing I'm, with you for the most I part. I get but. that.
1: But what I'm saying is like what I heard from you guys a little bit there was like, oh, Colorado completely dominated for three periods and that Tampa no, didn't stand a chance. Periods, and that's not that's periods. not the game that I saw. Here, yeah.
0: Tampa okay?
2: Bay one period, two. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fair.
0: When, when Tampa Bay scored their second goal, they had a uh, sh- shot attempt advantage at five on five of plus four. And they ended the game minus 14. So I mean, you're saying the last 25 minutes was all lightning, and it was just complete opposite of that. But uh, I wanted, you know, you, okay, you guys saw. Okay, stats
1: guy says complete opposite. Okay, I get it. Shot attempts were great, but looking pressure and, and watching
0: the game, you could you could you could feel it too. Like you you knew the Avs were gonna eventually get it. You thought they might get it on that on that delayed game penalty, which I, which I don't. think I didn't like, though. Be a
1: honestly, man, when I watched that game, that's the exact. I didn't think that. I honestly thought Tampa was gonna win that game 110 percent, bro. I saw them battling back. They scored those two goals to help tie it back up to 3-3. I was like, this is it. This is the Tampa Bay Lightning that we know, that we love, that we saw. Okay, so I get it. Obviously, maybe the stats didn't come to it. Maybe for the way you guys saw it was a little bit different. But, man, this is the Tampa Bay Lightning. This is how the Tampa Bay Lightning wins games. I saw the Leafs dominate this team for maybe four or five games, and they still lost a series. So maybe I'm just a bit starstruck by that side of things. But I'm going to be honest with you, man. To me, this is... This is Tampa Bay hockey, and that's how Tampa Bay hockey works. They find ways to win games, even if they're being outplayed. Yeah, so maybe not, that's what it
0: came down to. I'm not disagreeing with that. This, this is how they win games. They play better for a period. They have one period be kind of iffy and have another period just be like kind of even. And then they, they rely on Vasilevsky to, to be the better goalie. And he was for most of the game, but that, that first period wasn't good enough. And you know what? As Joel said, we're talking about game one. The Avs were the better team for... At least 40 minutes, if not more mm-hmm. going into game two, though, it's going to gonna be a different animal with Vasilevsky locked in and uh, John Cooper making those adjustments.
1: Now, one thing I will bring up, and I'm curious to hear your your guys opinion on this scoring chances wise. Obviously, you said Colorado outshot them 100 percent. They did that. You can't argue with that. Do you think a lot of those chances were heavy scoring chances that they had on Vasilevsky? There was a couple that sneaked in that weren't great goals. If those didn't go in, do you think Colorado still would have won those games, man?
0: Uh, expected goals at five on five were 2.66. Okay, to don't 1. give me stats. Right? So more, me. Than, more than double. Uh, oh high danger, God, high danger scoring right? chances for 13 8.
2: Yeah. Bro, right? I want to put a bullet in my head. The game goes differently if the apps more aren't the winning, game. right? If the Avs aren't winning, they're they're still pressing the attack. They're still pressing of advantage. Of course,
0: there's if, that uh, side. That's it's true. just it's constant pressure from the Avs in, in all three zones. They're, you they can control off, the puck from
1: the blue me. line all you want, bro, but like that, that doesn't
2: mean that it's a great scoring opportunity. You know? I'm, not,
0: I'm not I'm not giving you like time on stats numbers. Your, what's your
2: point? I'm, like even I'm John Cooper you. said, the abs are the better team. They deserve to win. He said
1: that every game against the Leafs, though. John Cooper just says... And the Leafs the were media. the better
2: team in every game they won. <laughs> but look what happened. They lost. Okay, we're not talking about that now. We're talking about this fucking game. <laughs> okay,
1: fair. All. I don't know. I'm just saying I want to give Tampa a bit more credit here. All right, That's all I'm saying.
0: Tampa was very impressive coming back and being able to tie it and, and keeping the third period scoreless. I mean, that's what Tampa does. They give up chances, maybe, but they have Vasilevsky. They block shots, and and that's what they're going to do, and that's what they're going to have to do if they want to win Game 2 and win the Cup. All
1: right. Fair enough. We'll leave it at that. Speaking of Game 2, let's fucking jump into it here, gentlemen. We got Game 2 of the Stanley Cup. Hey. Skip the part. What part? Oh, the fans. Okay, Jolie, touch on your Colorado fans here. (laughs) They showed up. They were sick. That was cool to see.
2: Yeah, it's uh, not often you find a, a good hockey market outside of the the Northeast of the states and obviously Canada. Carolina's obviously got a great crowd. Nashville too, but uh, Colorado it is a hockey city. Obviously, it's, it's Denver Broncos first. I bet that. Uh, but NFL is king in the in the states, we all know this. But uh, yes. after that, it's it's the it's the Abs before the Nuggets before the Rockies. Uh, just walk around the city, people are talking about this team. There's Absma really all over the city. And uh, when this team is good, they they show up in droves. And that was a a young, feisty, loud crowd there. Uh, We call our our building the sack. It's the ball arena. (laughs) The sack was full. Sweaty sweaty sack summer. Yes. It was sweaty, (laughs) full, loaded with juice. The guys were going crazy, ready to explode, if you know what I'm saying. And, uh, yeah, it, it was just a... A great atmosphere uh you know you expect that for stanley cup finals but not a lot of places um uh, do that especially when the canadian teams aren't in involved so uh yeah shout out to the, those fans there uh i know that uh that song they played uh, all the small things like when it's not a good song i i thought it's it's a garbage song i thought it's for not a long time. <laughs>
1: bad song
2: all right well you got a horrible taste in music so i'm not surprised <laughs> to say that talent relates to it having small yeah. things <laughs> i do all right yeah i do <laughs> i thought it, i thought it was cringe at first and then when i first heard it, and uh they, i think they started it in 2019 but then I went went to Denver there in 2020 and heard it myself and how the crowd got into it. It was like uh, being at a soccer stadium with the chants going and all that. Like the crowd is just elevating that song to another level. So uh, I'm I'm all in, and uh, yeah, it's just about those those little traditions fans build up that get attached to to teams and to certain runs. So I'm hoping it continues for a long time because uh, yeah, yeah, I'm really proud of those guys. Uh, fans really showed up and uh created it into an ending atmosphere so uh, hopefully it continues going forward and uh, let's get that fucking cup
0: yeah the, the thing with that song and stuff like that is that if, if you're winning you're gonna fucking love it but if if if, if you lose it's gonna it's gonna stop well, quick
2: we, we normally only play it when we're winning in the third period but mm-hmm. uh, they changed things up there because it was tied 3-3 three, three, but the yeah. guy dj really wanted to play it anyway so uh <laughs> so.
1: now if the Avs win the Cup, maybe Joel has to get a Blink-182 tattoo on his ass.
0: Fuck that. <laughs> you you want to commit to that? Come on.
1: If they yeah. win the Cup?
0: <laughs> <No>.
1: <laughs> Spoken like a guy that's seen that his team win a Cup in his lifetime, eh? Yeah. Um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> bro, if I had to get a Blink-182 ta- tattoo for the Leafs to win the Cup, I'd get it on my fucking forehead, okay? Okay,
2: um, well, That's not the condition. If it's, would I get a I believe we two cup and the guarantee was that the, the Avs win. I might do that.
0: If but, they win, yeah. you'll get it. it, it you have yeah. to make a promise to yourself.
2: If the Flyers we'll win, a, the cup,
0: I'm getting a gritty tattoo on my ass. No, that doesn't exactly. make sense. Exactly. At least when
1: the cup, I'll get Carlton the bear on my ass.
0: There we
2: go. No.
1: Yeah. The, no. Slack group, who's the, who's sure the Slack abs, group, I'm sure the Slack group will help fund. I'm sure we can do a GoFundMe for the tattoo for the Blink-182 tattoo on your asshole.
2: Yeah, Fuck that, man. My, my body <laughs> is a temple, as the Lord says. So I'm not going to desecrate a <laughs> fucking Blink-182. A Light,
0: lightning, lightning and five. You heard it here first. Joel, Joel just <laughs> checked it.
2: Yeah.
1: If that's what happens, you know what. Um, all right, boys. Let's jump into game two. Okay. Here, we got some odds here for you. It's game two of the Stanley Cup final. It's the best time of year for hockey season. And this year's special because you do have the two best teams going at it. We talked about this last show. It's pretty cool. Um, okay, game two, Saturday, June 18th, puck drops at 8 p.m., probably going to be at probably like 8.24 because the Anatole's fucked like that. Colorado leads the series one nothing. Tampa Bay on the money line sitting at mi- er, plus 135. Tampa Bay on the puck line, uh, minus 200 for plus 1.5. Colorado on the money line, minus 155. Colorado on the puck line, minus 1.5 is paying off, plus 165. Over-under is sitting at 6. That was a greasy over hit. Honestly, thought it was going to be a sure thing. Third period scared me last game. Over/under sitting at six. We talked about I already but... hit by then. <laughs> yeah, well, it was six, right? But but you thought it would have been like way over, right? I'd live bet at two during the game, so I had to. Like we 6. hit the second now. period? I know, I know, but I like that, so I thought I had a 6 po- or a 7.5, oh, sorry. Well,
0: we, we didn't say to take that. We said take over I six. I know,
1: I know, but still, guys, <laughs> like you thought, okay, six goals in the first fucking two periods. Get off my fucking dick. Who would have thought that the third period would have had no goals, okay? I, Either I way. I well, well,
0: knowing how, ta- how good Tampa Bay bounces back. Okay, and how
1: good so, I'm I'm about to quit. I'm about to quit. <laughs> Over-unders at six, minus 110 both. Asshole fucking NBC. Take your picks.
2: So you're going to
0: be ta- Talon Jank Outs if, if you quit I will be.
1: I will be talent Jank Outs, <laughs> and you can be Ryan
2: Gil Dick.
0: <laughs> all right, for uh, game two here, I-, I do think
2: the Avs... You said first. it to me, but you could take it. Okay. Oh, go on. Go ahead. No, no, no. <laughs> no you
1: it's go. No, take it, Joel. Oh, yeah. That was fucking stupid. Yeah, you too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right. Well, if, if Ryan really doesn't want to go, I'll take it. Uh, yeah, I think that this is a good... Chance for the Lightning to make their adjustments and uh you know they've been accustomed to the speed of the avalanche. Uh coaches talked about it, how that they you know they have to learn the tendencies of these players who can skate so fast. You know, there's no team in the east, not even the Panthers who uh or the Leafs who skate as fast as the Avs do. So it, it takes a bit of time to adjust to that. Plus, they'll have an extra few days here to adjust to the altitude as well. Uh, we know John Cooper is uh, one of the best coaches at making set adjustments so i think the the lightning are live here plus 135 uh but what i'm looking at more is the under six in fact uh we had vasovsky's bad game we know he's he's been way worse in game ones compared to the rest of the series he's got that out of his system and now was when he buckles in and plays better um and we we've it's it's hot right now in denver right this hasn't been talked about very much but it's hot in denver we saw the puck bouncing all over the place in game one it's harder for the offense to handle because it, it screws up scoring chances. So I think that there could be fewer goals in this one. Uh, that's just one factor going in there. I think the is going to be better too. That was his first game back in a long time. He wasn't terrible in the game one, but uh, he wasn't great either. A couple of the goals he could have stopped, uh, especially that Nick Paul goal. I thought that he should have uh, come out there, been more assertive and just cleared that fucking thing rather than let, who was that, Eric Johnson, whoever it was, uh, trying to cover paul there uh so I, I like the under six here both qualities will be better puck condition or the ice conditions aren't great um but i do lean to the lightning as well here this is when the lightning start clamping down on that fucking anaconda skin starts cooling around the avalanche and uh sucking the life out of them uh could start here but i, I, I like i said it, it it's uh it's gonna be a tight one but yeah it's gonna be the under six here is a better bet
0: uh, I think it's, Joel, you, you explained it perfectly. This should be a, a much closer game. I think the Lightning will make their adjustments, but I don't know if they, they have the personnel to, to make the adjustments to slow down the abs. I mean, they, they threw Sorelli out there against McKinnon, and Bednar kept throwing McKinnon out there because he was winning that matchup. I don't think really the Lightning did much with that matchup there. So in Braden Point, as we said, wasn't up to speed there in Game One. Maybe he is in Game Two, and, and there's more depth there for the Lightning. But I still think the Avs, with with their speed, with their pressure, with their home record, with the home fans you praise so highly, I think they do do get it done here in Game Two. I don't really like the money line. I think that's that's a lot of juice, especially after being lower for for Game One. But looking at the regulation line, you can get the Avs at plus 100 at WinBet. So even money there, I do like that and. Uh, for the total, full, full transparency, I, I did put the over as one of my uh, puck buck bets before the game. Before the podcast, I did did uh, change that because, you know, I, I do think this could very well be an under game. You have Vasilevsky who won't give up those leaky goals again. There won't be a five on three goal or a five on three opportunity. Shouldn't be for the Avalanche, and the Avs should be able to kind of play more, I think, playoff style here. You'll see a grittier game. You're going to see a more physical game with these two teams getting a little bit more familiar with each other. So this should be a good low-scoring game. We saw a high-scoring game in Game 1 for Tampa against the Rangers. Then there were five straight unders. So I lean to the under. I'm not sure if I'm going to bet it, but I will be betting the Avs in regulation at plus 100.
1: All right. I am fully in on Tampa Bay in this game, boys. Uh, Julie touched on, though, before I get into that, I'm going to get in the over... You know, it did hit last game. I'm kind of leaning towards the under in this. I think it's going to be a little bit tighter here. Um, I don't know. Like We saw a couple kind of shit goals last game. We didn't see that many good, capable scoring opportunities from either team as well. Um, what I do kind of like, though, I'm trying to look for the odds right now. Maybe one of you guys can help me. I kind of like Tampa Bay and regulation, though, bro. Like Tampa Bay on the money line is paying off plus 135. Regulation, I don't know what you can get on that. Maybe like
0: 175. What?
1: Plus 175 mm-hmm. I kind of like that dude like I this team has to answer you you can't drop two games in Colorado you have to get a split here and Tampa Bay knows this this is a team that's been to the dance before they've been in a scenario where they've been down the first game in a series they they have to they have to win this game so to me I'm going all in on Tampa Bay Lightning uh plus 175 relations uh, that's my play also I do like the under like we said. Uh, minus 110 at 6. And the push is in play, right? Like, it's a round number. You could easily get a push there, too. So uh we meant to talk about it, too, or mention it. The series odds currently stand Colorado is minus 270 to win the series. Tampa Bay, plus 220, which, not a bad look, man. Like, you, you got two good teams. It's hard to kind of come back for a lead, or especially against a team as good as Colorado. But plus 220 isn't a bad look at all.
2: Yeah, uh talking about the series here, uh, I do lean towards Tampa Bay, but... Of course, I made that bet that Colorado win the series, Tampa Bay win the – or Colorado wins game one, Tampa Bay win the series at plus 450 here. at win bet – or whatever we made that bet, I don't remember. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I'm already involved there, but I do think that there's still value on Tampa Bay because uh, the Avs, I think we're going to win game one all the way. So, uh, plus 220 here is uh, a decent look, unfortunately. (laughs)
1: All right. Well, speaking of a couple futures like series bets here, Ryan, you had a pretty good day yesterday when you had some predictions here, but We meant to talk about it earlier. Indulge us, bud. Well, how how do you do
0: in the uh, HGP Puck Buck Challenge here?
1: No, no, in your series bets when you're on the main show.
0: Oh, oh the main show? Yeah, I was on the yeah. uh, yeah. Podcast Network uh, main show on what was that Tuesday night? I guess before game one. I don't know if any of my my futures bets are looking too good, but but for the game, I recommended that they uh, parlay. Uh, the Avs and the Over, which which would have hit pretty nicely there. I, I think uh, Sean and or Kramer were looking more at like the Avs minus one and a half or minus two and a half. So they didn't quite get there. But <laughs> I fucking mean, greedy
2: fucks. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're, they're always suckers for, the, for those long shots. You know, it, it, it's good there, too. I think I also recommended... Avs in uh, five, Avs in six. I think there was plus 500 or around there. So those are definitely both still alive. But as, as you guys said, I think the Lightning do have some value here at plus 220. Or even more so if they lose game two and go up even higher. But yeah, a, a good start to this series for, for my bets in game one and my uh, future bets. Brian's on a heater,
1: baby. Look the fuck out. Comes down to the last series, last week of the season.
0: We're brought to you by Athletic Greens in their AG1 Supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com SGP. Again, that's athleticgreens.com SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the Internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world, world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. Make sure you download the SGPN app. It's now live in the App Store and the Google Play Store. It gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. And don't forget to toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. Um,
1: all right, it's time. It's time we talk about it. It's the fucking HGP puck puck challenge hockey gambling podcast puck Puck challenge. Uh, a couple of us had a couple of good days. A couple of us, or maybe myself individually, didn't have a good day, but that's all right. Uh, we're good nearly stands. I have one hundred fifty three dollars thirty six puck bucks, or one hundred fifty three puck bucks okay. and thirty six puck cents. Uh, available to bets. I have 125 Puck Bucks at risk. Ryan has 297 Puck Bucks and 95 Puck Cents at risk, uh, and or available. He has 230 Puck Bucks currently at risk. Joel has 665 Puck Bucks and 5 Puck Cents uh, at his disposal, 315 Puck Bucks at risk. Consmyth bets out the asshole. Uh, as far as last uh, show went, I lost my Moneyline bet on Tampa game one. Ryan hit his game one over six, minus 110, 50 puck bucks. And Joel had the same bet, over six, minus 110, uh, paying off 35 puck bucks here. He had wrist. I don't know. Joel, kick us off here, bud. You got a lot of bets on the scope here. Get us going.
2: Well, first of all, shout out to uh, good old Paul Erickson, Pauly, uh, active in the golf Slack channel. Came to the hockey stuff, uh, looking for a bet. And Ryan here recommended Lannis Gog, first goal scorer, which hit fourteen to one. <laughs> and then uh, fucking Talon recommended Bogosian like, <laughs> forty to one.
1: Don't bet Zach Bogosian. I don't know who needs to hear this. Do not bet Zach
2: Bogosian to <laughs> score. Ever. So, well, Paul, listen to you because uh, every goal after he kept betting Paul Bog- or uh, Zach Bogosian next goal, goal scorer. <laughs> Except he was actually betting him to win the. Overtime goal scorer the whole time. It was like <laughs> 33 to 1 every time. <laughs> so, that would have been awesome if he hit that. Even if the eyes would have lost, uh, he would have made some massive money. would have been there. sick. <laughs> he had like six bets on Zach <laughs> McGosh. The, the OT. So uh, that, that was pretty funny there. Always good times in the slack. For break, for game two, we're going with the under six, uh, minus 110. Talked about it a lot. Uh, bad ice, uh, better goal play. Lightning shutting the abs down a bit more, um, getting used to the Avs, fast skating tendencies. 30 puck bucks on under six at minus 110. And in line with that, we're going up to the Colorado Avalanche. Team total under three and a half, minus 140. 25 puck bucks on that, same reasons as above. And uh, just a, a few more additions to those uh, multitude of cons, my bets I already have. We're putting $8. eight dollars Eight puck bucks more on Vasilevsky to win the Smythe at six to one. Uh, I think he gets better as the season goes or the series goes along. And Stamkos all the way up at 50 to one plus 5,000. We're just putting three puck bucks on that because why not? Three dollars to win 150 is uh, all good to me. I think that uh, as the captain of the team and uh, the the storyline bets, the narrative stuff, uh, voters tend to vote on that kind of shit. So uh, there's that going for him. Plus, he's got a lot of goals already. So if he can score a few more, he is right in the running there for the cost, Mike.
0: Yeah, for me, I'm going with, uh, like I said, the Avs in regulation in game two at plus 100, throwing 25 puck bucks on that one. I think they'll be able to get it done and be able to get done in regulation. Um, I'm taking thekin over two and a half shots at minus one fifty five for seventy seven puck bucks and fifty puck cents. he's been he's been shooting the puck a lot. I think in uh, game one, he had six shots on goal in home playoff games. He's had three or more shots in seven out of eight. So I think we'll be able to get. At least three in game two. And then I do have a few con Smythe bets here. I, I mentioned it last show that I thought the Lightning would win, would lose game one, and then Vasilevsky's odds would go up. They did just that. So I'm taking Vasilevsky to win the con Smythe at plus six hundred for ten puck bucks. And we never talk about how the uh, game one affected the con Smythe odds, but McCarr didn't do much. McKinnon only had a, an assist and Landeskog had that goal. He he's up there in points now, he's the captain. He has that narrative if Colorado wins it. So I'm taking Landis Gog to win the Con Smythe at plus 1,000 for five puck bucks. All right.
1: First of all, first of all, I didn't to say first, first of, of all. I said first of all again. First, <laughs> 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 I did not mean to do that. Fuck <laughs> okay. it. First of all, Paulie said I owe you a couple pints for those Bogosian bets. So <laughs> if you're ever around, I'll grab you some beers or I'll send you some money to use, you can go eat your pints, whatever. Um, second of all, In the land of lightning, where the lightnings lie.
2: This guy totally redid his
1: bets, by the way. I'm looking at the
2: sheet. He just changed everything (laughs) up.
1: One win one win to rule them all. One win (laughs) to find them. One win, bring them all. And in the lightning, bind them. In the land of avalanche, where the lightning lie. We're on Tampa Bay in regulation in game two. Plus 175. 76 puck bucks and 68 puck sets. I had other bets. I tossed them in the fucking garbage. This is it, boys. I'm in on this lightning team. One fucking win to rule them all. And in the darkness, bind them. Maybe that'll be a segment. Do you win or do you bind? I don't know. We'll make that work. We'll figure it out. But Tampa Bay is winning game two. (laughs) Yeah, simple though. I agree. That was terrible. But (laughs) Tampa Bay regulation game two, uh, plus 175. You know what it is? This is a desperation play. I'm down. I am down big time. I got two things that can help me out. I need Tampa Bay to win this game. I need Tampa Bay to win the series in six. Uh, If None of those things happen. I'm fucked. But either way, put your fucking money where your mouth is. Let's go. Tampa Bay is going to take this fucking this ring and walk it all the way to Mordor. They're going to go through fucking all these crazy places and they're going to be meeting a bunch of nerds and doing a bunch of shit. So let's fucking go. Palat's small. He's I don't know, maybe he's not. He's small. Point small. They're all small. They're hobbits. Let's fucking go. Lightning, baby. Let's fucking go.
0: It's amazing how far you've come from the first episode of the playoffs when your catchphrase was "fuck the goddamn Tampa Bay Lightning" and now everything is relying on them to win to win the cup here in six games <laughs> you, for you.
1: You know what, dude? Like I, that's that's the Leafs me coming out. You know, like you can't not. You know what i I had this conversation at work today, or not today, the other day, actually. Uh, I got fans or buddies I work with, they're diehard Leafs fans, like, how the fuck are you cheering for Tampa Bay? It's like, how could he not like this Tampa Bay team, dude? Like, they're they're an incredible team, but I want to see a team win three Stanley Cups in a row. I've never seen that in my lifetime, you know? Like, uh, I haven't seen a dynasty like that. You guys haven't either in our lifetime. We've Plus, never the, seen the, fucking
2: teams. The Leafs can say that they lost to the cup winner. I,
1: uh, the, I fuck. We've been losing to cup winners for the past four <laughs> fucking years. That's old news. Right? And that's yeah. such a bullshit excuse. If you're a Leaf fan and you're saying, oh, we lost to the cup winners, so it's not as bad. You're a fucking loser, bro. So don't even say <laughs> that. That's <laughs> a
2: stupid thing. Good take. point. Good point.
1: It is. They, oh, well, it doesn't make our first round extra does bad. The team won the cup. Well, fuck you. Maybe you would have won the cup if you beat them. So don't be a fucking loser. Um, yeah,
0: speaking of those uh, Islanders dynasty, uh, shout out to uh, MMA Gambling Podcast host Jeff Fox, who I said on the My Sports Gambling Podcast Network show appearance that no one listening has been around to see that that happened. And he, he reached out and he said he was alive during those. So, uh, <laughs> what went? Apologies to Jeff there.
1: Of course. Of course. Shout out to Jeff. Uh, the oh, gray bush. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Okay, boys, that wraps it up. Uh, That's pretty much good. No, that's good. We all get anything else you want to touch on? Or does that uh, that sum everything up? Okay, that's good. Uh, All right, everybody, go check out the Sports Gaming Podcast Network website. That's the place to be, man. Uh, NBA playoffs could be wrapping up tonight. Could not be, you know. Who knows? We'll have to see what happens when this game ends. Uh, Hockey Stanley Cup finals are on the way. This is sick, dude. We got the two best teams going at it. We're one game down. Anything can happen. We're going to see a great series no matter what does happen here. Awesome golf tournament going on. Uh, U.S. Open's pretty fucking sick. Uh, CFL kicked off. They're, they're in their first week. That's for second week. That's pretty cool. USFL is getting to their playoffs. Baseball is a million games into a gajillion game season. Uh, NASCAR is doing their thing. They got playoffs coming up soon. They're NASCAR too. So check out the boys on that podcast. Uh, MMA is ripping. Everything's ripping, man. So you're at the right, right place. Sports Gambling Podcast Network is the place to be. And, of course, shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Slack group uh hockey gambling podcast slack channel you know hockey slack in the sgpn slack group uh boys ryan touched up we won an award for the slack how cool is that that's fucking dope uh you guys are awesome get your ass in the slack if you're not in the slack ryan's posting out winners like you just did in the uh the first goal scorer so you're literally losing money if you're not in the slack get your ass in the fucking slack shout out to all of our friends and pals good to see our boy Gold bearcats back in there we'll get him on for a calcutta update pretty soon
0: yeah, the Calcutta, it's down to uh, me versus him. I have I have the Lightning and he has the Avalanche, so it's going to be uh, one of us winning it. And yeah, it's nice to, uh, the Slack channel won an order, but you know what would be nice too? If we got a fucking five-star review. <laughs> I, I mentioned it last show, we're almost going on, on two full months here. It's a full-on drought, so if you're still listening... Leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, sg.pn slash hockey, and make sure you're listening on the Hockey Gambling Podcast feed. Uh, Obviously, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network feed is good as well, but support us a little bit. Go to the HGP feed to help us out. And also, we have stickers. Apparently, people didn't know about (laughs) stickers. There are stickers. Hit us up, and and we'll send you a sticker.
1: (laughs) Also, we got stickers, motherfucker. All right. My name is Talon Jenkins. You can find me at Twitter underscore Jenkins on before.
0: I'm Ryan Gilbert. You can find me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. <laughs> I'm
2: Joel Martin. It's funny asking you guys, did you guys watch the Canadian broadcast of the Avs Lightning Game before? Oh,
1: my God. Fuck Ron McClain. Oh, so you know not that. He is such a loser, bro. <laughs> I hate this guy.
2: So old, man. To be here, I a fucking... Back in 18th century, in Thomas Edison, and invented the light bulb, and, and am, no. in 1844, this guy invented rubber, which <laughs> creates the material for our, uh, our oh. puck we play with. In
1: 1902, <laughs> Ron McLean got his first <laughs> ever hard-on. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck Ron McLean!
2: He's, He's, He's done. He's done. Don Cherry is still kicking it, man. Right. He's still going on. Fuck <laughs> that guy, man.
1: Fuck Sportsnet. Bring back TSN, baby.
2: That's cool. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kevin, Kevin BX is the man. Hey, Kevin BX is the man. Bring
1: him over. Fucking recruit him. That's okay. Alright. Peace. Peace.